you're going to win, you need to beat them straight up fair and square. And that's kind of how I was brought up. It's one of those things where you just can't 25 years, 30 years later, 25 years later of racing, you can't just change and be somebody else. From the Toyota North American headquarters in Plano, Texas, this is Toyota Untold. All right, Kelsey, we're here for Motorsports Day. Motorsports Day is only known to team members inside Toyota, but we're letting the cat out of the bag. What is Motorsports Day? Every November, we bring all of our fantastic Team Toyota drivers onto the Toyota campus so that all of our team members can see how cool they are, see their cars, see what they do, and learn more about why Toyota is in the business of motorsports. That's right. You can get autographs. You can see the vehicles. You can take pics with them. You can talk on our podcast. Exactly. There's a lot of cool things you can do on Motorsports Day. Yeah. And I think it's a good way for us to explain to team members about the business of motorsports and how it really does truly help us build better cars and trucks. Absolutely. Our first guest is Danny Hamlin, who competes full-time in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, driving the number 11 Toyota Camry for Joe Gibbs Racing and part-time in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, driving the number 18 Camry for Joe Gibbs Racing. In 2006, Denny won the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Rookie of the Year, making him the first rookie to ever qualify for the NASCAR playoffs. And then in 2016, he won the Daytona 500, the first for both Toyota and Denny. Without further ado, it's Motorsports Day here in Plano, and here's Denny Hamlin. Kelsey. What's up? I'm very excited. Are you? I am. Why? Because Denny Hamlin is here with us today Woo! for Motorsports Day. Welcome. Hi, Denny. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Straight <laughs> out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. Early flight this morning. It was super bumpy and slow. So it's not oh, exactly what on. I was used to. Were you busy trick-or-treating last night? I was for a little while. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. That was fun. You get a lot of candy? Uh, a few pieces. What's your favorite type of candy? Uh, it's. I mean, I'm a Reese's guy, so... I mean, obviously... If there oh aren't Reese's people around, just get out. Yeah, my, my daughter's always the one that uh, she'll go through the bag and she's like, Dad, your Aww, favorite. that's nice. She I would have eaten you them. with it. Yeah. I love it. She's not even giving it to her. She's taunting me. <laughs> I love to tell everyone I moved here from Charlotte, so I'm really excited to talk to all the Charlotte people today. That's right. Everybody at NASCAR is straight out of Charlotte. So. Give her five minutes. She'll tell you about no her doubt. white forerunner as well. Yeah, I mean, I won't go into it yet. But um, I one thing I noticed when stalking you on the internet is that you have the Jordan symbol on your fire suit. Yes. Is that because... Did you meet Michael Jordan in Charlotte at the Selwyn Pub or at a Hornets game? Or tell us more about that. Yeah, or really... Or just a fan. I, uh, both. Uh, it's definitely a fan. But uh, yeah, he was at a Hornets game. I was at a Hornets game with a friend. We were walking at, at halftime out to the uh, local... like the bar area basically uh -huh. or where you can get some food and uh he was sitting in his seat on the side of the bench where the players were um and he was talking to a couple of people and now i'm walking by and you know of course i'm kind of just looking at him you know mm -hmm. you're like it's michael jordan yeah, yeah yeah and then uh I, I guess he yelled my name or or, or whatever and i turned Wait, around he, michael jordan yelled your name yeah and did you die i mean Tyler, I would he's die. important Come i would on. die <laughs> So yeah, he uh, so he stopped me and he asked me. Uh, he was asking me a couple questions about like the race that had happened either last week or the week before. Just you know, hey, you know, this caution or this pit stop, something. And I and through that exchange, I remember asking him. I said, "Do you watch? Wait a minute, you, you watch, like you watch, you watch yeah. NASCAR?" He's like, "Well, yeah, I watch every weekend." He was like, "I my dad used to take me to NASCAR races when I was a kid." So uh, he said, "I always I, I've watched it ever since then." And yeah, it's awesome. 
That's amazing. I would literally die if Michael Jordan never called my name. So, so at that time, we mm-hmm. exchanged phone numbers, and the whole second <laughs> half, I'm and, dead. The, and the whole second half, he was texting me. No, he was texting yes. the whole second half of the game. He's texting. Yes. What did? What does Michael Jordan? I don't text know. Michael just like <laughs> interesting thing, you know. Just like you know, uh, you do an awesome job. This, that, and the other. I, I had to um, go back and look, but it's like he's like trying I, to I sell just you. Remember, like showing my like my friend. I was trying not to be total fanboy, but yeah. yeah. You know, it's I'm Michael getting Jordan. these texts from him. It was awesome. So how do you go from that to the so, Air Jordan on the suit? Yeah. So obviously, uh, we had all also played in his golf tournament uh, mm-hmm. there in Charlotte. And uh, I got to play, you know, so a few holes with him and whatnot. And through that, all that, it's just like, you know, hey, it'd be awesome if you kind of, you know, you know, made my fire suit and my shoes and <laughs> things like that. And he's like, yeah, sure. I'm in, you know? Yeah. Well, first, we get him to sponsor the car. And he's like, whoa, wow. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, uh, you know, he's, he says, hey, I can make that happen. So he made the right calls and, and, and got us on. And we were part of the Jordan brand. And from that point on, uh, you've seen the uh, you've seen the jump man on the on the suit, and they That's make awesome. me awesome shoes. And yeah, uh, we're working on a new pair for next year as well. So that was going to be our next question. So people that love Jordan shoes have like a room of Jordan shoes. None of them ever come out of the box. Are you one of those? I have a room full of Jordan <laughs> shoes that that haven't got worn. Not because um, I haven't like I, I'm collecting them. Uh-huh. It's because I just haven't. A, gotten around to wearing them all yet. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. This brings yeah. me to an interesting question. While driving, can you wear whatever shoes you want or do you have to no. wear special shoes? Special shoes. There's, okay. I'm there's sure special, special everything. Shoes. There's so much right? heat. So much heat <laughs> yeah. that comes up through the floorboard that you have to have special material underneath your your feet or in the soles of your shoes to, to deal with the heat or else, I mean, you will literally just roast the bottom yeah. of your foot. Is it like being in a sauna? I would imagine you just sweat the whole however many laps. It's interesting that, you know, we have a suit on, right? And just on a normal day, say it's 90 degrees outside, mm-hmm. you know, you usually can take that temperature and add 40 degrees to it or 50 degrees to it. And that's what it is in the right. car, generally. But it, it just seems like I don't get as hot in the car as I do. Just like in, in if I'm out on a summer day mm-hmm. and it's 95 and I'm got a t-shirt and shorts shorts on, I am roasting hot. <laughs> but if I have my suit on and I'm at a racetrack, I don't feel the heat. Really? So yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's just really weird. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense I think sense it's just, all. you know, I, you're so focused on the job at hand yeah. and, and things like that. You right. don't think about the, the heat. Speaking of the job at hand, I guess we should talk about racing. I guess. <laughs> so you won the Daytona 500. I did. Daytona is, has been on my bucket list since I was a kid. It just seems like the ultimate racing experience. It's wild. Yeah. And I've never been, so it's on my list still. So obviously, you didn't just go watch. You were there and you won, and that's really cool. So, I mean, what was that like for you? I mean, that's probably the most basic question of all time, but seriously. <sighs> being reporter victory, Kelsey. Being basic in, reporter Kelsey. But being in victory lane at, at the Daytona 500, it has to be like top five experiences. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that... Maybe right after your kid being born. Maybe yeah, right after. It was... It's up there, for sure. <laughs> it's certainly up there. But yeah, it's just a total crazy experience, you know, because we we kind of... We dominated the race. We led the most laps of the race. And then we went into the final pit stop and I slid my tires coming onto pit road. The crew chief's yelling out, we got to take four now. We had to do that. And that put us behind all of our Toyota teammates. Mm-hmm. And at the time... Mm-hmm. During the entire race, we were kind of just wherever we came out of the pits, we all agreed that that's where we were going to line up and just stay 
to try to you know do team, good teamwork mm. and stay up front. Well, that took me from leading all my Toyota teammates to all behind them. So the the laps were counting down, and, and we we really didn't set a rule of like when are we going to start racing each other? Like when are right. we actually going to go for the win? And it's counting down. It's four laps to go. Five, you know, four laps to go. Three laps to go. And I'm sitting there, and I'm in fifth, and I'm just like, this is just not going to work. This is not good. We threw away the Daytona 500, and finally, with a uh, two to go. I saw Kevin Harvick kind of making a move to my outside. So I went up to block him to, you know, keep that line from coming. And he 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 gave me a shove and I was like, oh wow, this is oh, like no, you could just didn't. feel you could just feel inside the car that you're you're starting to build momentum. Mm-hmm. And on super speedways, it's all about momentum. And you can start to feel the RPM start building and your car start picking up speed. I'm like, so I get beside the fourth place guy, and next thing you know, I side draft him, I go down, you know. Down the back stretch, I, I get to third, then get to second into turn three, and we're on the final lap. And I'm like, you know, wow, we, we got a shot at this. And I saw the leader, which was Matt Kenseth at the time, go up to block me. And when he did, he he gave me just enough room to kind of go in between uh, him mm-hmm. and Martin Truex. And uh, so I got in between those guys and, and re- really remember came, coming off turn four. I was a little bit ahead of him. And with the way that drafting works at Daytona, if you come, if you're ahead off of turn four, you're not going to be the guy who's ahead at the start finish line. So instantly, you know, I'm glad I remembered and thought to do this, but I hit the brakes, you know, coming off turn four to make sure I got behind him so I could get that last lunge wow. right at the start finish line. So, you know, it's just the way that side draft works. Whoever's ahead has a huge disadvantage, uh, and the person and beside you is going to get a huge run. So I wanted to put myself a little bit behind his yeah. nose so I could get that. Huge lunge, and it was, you know, six inches too much. Well, do you think that he knew that? And as soon as he saw you break, he was like... (laughs) I I think, you know, you got to just... It comes from doing it so many times. You know, you know, how long it takes to build a run and how, you know, if you're beside someone, you you need to know, all right, I need X amount of feet Mm -hmm. to get my car ahead. So... That's crazy. Now, let's go back because you started with go-karts, right? Yeah, it started in go-karts for me when I was uh, eight years old. Mm-hmm. And you're the youngest of five, right? So were any of your siblings involved in racing go-karts? They never any? were. No? You know, my family, they pretty much, you know, they were all older than me. They're all, you know, about 10 years older than I was. And yeah, the, racing wasn't a huge part of our family. My dad just did maybe a little bit of racing, mm-hmm. dirt racing uh, way back in the day in the early 80s. But uh, he wasn't any good. You know, at least that was what my mom <laughs> said. Uh, she, she said, yeah, he, he wasn't very good. So... So it really wasn't in our blood. It was more just a passion that we had, you know, watching races on Sundays and stuff at, right. uh, in Virginia. It's, it's what we did. Mm-hmm. And so by kid number five, they're just like, you want to race? Fine. Uh, whatever. <laughs> just go. Go karts. Well, I, I think it was just, you know, I had that strong relationship with my parents. I went to a, you know, race when I was five years old at Richmond International. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first time the cars came Roaring by, and I smelled the tires and the fuel. It was like, wow, yeah, this, you were this is what I wanted. A young to do. Ricky Bobby, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. So now you you're in the Cup Series. You do stuff in the Xfinity Series. How does Toyota help you kind of do what you need to do in the Camry? Well, they just give us so much information, and you know, we, a lot of that information we use during the week. You know, I have my you know workbook or. or that I that I turn to each and every week of okay this is the things that I fought at this racetrack 
And they give you so many tools. You know, that we have a website that we I log on and we look at race history and caution history, things like that. So the crew chief is always well informed um, of of all that fuel mileage targets, things like that. So really the the process of of going out and trying to win a race doesn't just happen on Sunday. It it, it comes from preparation uh, really throughout the entire week. No, absolutely. I want to ask because like now, and I don't know, you know, when you started, but now fans have so much access to the to the races where I mean you have a camera in your mm-hmm. car. You've got, you know, people can listen into what you're saying with your crew chief and stuff like that. Are you ever like, this is too much, your people are all up in my business? <laughs> or have you dropped an F bomb and you're like, ooh, maybe someone's listening? Maybe more so early in my career, I would yeah. say. Or do you just not think about them? I mean, I, I just, you know, the way I see it, if they're going to listen into the huddle, they're probably going <laughs> to not want to hear some, you know, yeah. you're not going to want to hear everything. So uh, I, I typically am not that profanity laced, I guess, on okay. the radio, just simply because, you know, it, it's, it's people handle adversity in different ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think early on in my career, I was the one that was out there just, you know, screaming and yelling when <laughs> things didn't go well. Uh, and it just wasn't helpful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you, you kind of get your guys down when when you when you do that. Um, it's not the best way to kind of lead lead them. So mm-hmm. I've just uh, I've kind of you know if I've done it, it's been behind closed doors. That's mm-hmm. when I kind of you know raise raise came. Off the steam. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, kind of embarrassing them or or whatever uh, on the radios. You know, it just doesn't do any good that particular race. Mm-hmm. So I guess I mean. Tyler and I are not NASCAR experts, if you couldn't already tell. <laughs> so have you raced with other teams or with other manufacturers besides Toyota? Yeah. Er, early in my career, um, Joe Gibbs Racing, we were with uh, Chevrolet. Yeah. And and honestly, I don't even remember the relationship that we had with them. I mean, we had it, uh, yeah, I guess, for 06 and 07. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2008 was the first year that we were with Toyota. But I never remember them being quite as involved in, okay. in you know, the day-to-day is what Toyota is with, yeah. with, with Joe Gibbs Racing. And a lot of that is because, you know, we're the we're the main member of Toyota uh, within NASCAR, the main team. So, mm-hmm. uh, I remember with Chevrolet, we were with Chevrolet. Um, you had several other Richard Childress Racing, Hendrick Motorsports, all with Chevrolet. Yeah. So, you know, things got spread a little bit thin. Mm-hmm. And, and with Toyota, we feel like, hey, we're the main focus. And and uh, you know they they give us just so all the tools that we need to to go out there and win. But do you remember what it felt like when they told you they were going to switch? Because I mean Toyota wasn't really that involved in NASCAR, so it's kind of like you're going to put me in what car? Yeah, and really the the first probably year was a little bit of struggles. I they were with Michael Walter Racing uh, during that time, and I remember you know they were new into the sport, and we knew that they would be you know, get to the high level, right. but you know, how long is it going to take to get there? Right. And, and really, you know, we started to see some sign of life from them at the end of the <laughs> 07 season. I remember when we decided that we were going to switch, I think, you know, I remember being in a meeting with Joe and he said, you know, listen, we've talked with every one of our engineers and the people that, you know, that are important to make the big decisions here at this organization. And we feel like Toyota is going to be the one. We're, we're going to be the main focus of Toyota, and that's where, what we want to do uh, to 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 run well. And we think it will take us to the next level, and it did. Mm-hmm. We talked to David Wilson yesterday, and he just had some great stories talking about getting into the sports. And he said that maybe the fans weren't so receptive <laughs> to Toyota in the beginning. Yeah, I remember you know seeing surveys way back in the day, right? Of people that, uh, that oh, they just they hated anybody driving a Toyota, and I think that. You know, if it was 100% of fans then, which it wasn't, but it's like 
10% now. You see so many Camrys out there, you know, behind the grandstands of, of people that uh, embrace yeah. the company and they know, you know, they're, they're made right here in the USA and they mm-hmm. employ so many people here. So it's just, I mean, really, it's as an American car as it can get. Well, I just, I mean, I think a lot of people don't know a ton about how the teams and the sports and the drivers work. So if somebody has something against the car, then it kind of carries over to you, right? So they're like, I don't like Denny because he drives a Toyota, <laughs> yeah, right? right? Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, I mean, there, absolutely. There's there's fan backlash that you just have to understand and deal with. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, the the casual NASCAR fan has has gotten over it. I yeah. think that they have have understand and embrace Toyota for what they bring to our sport. And they bring a lot to it. I mean, they do a lot of different fan interaction things at the racetrack that makes it enjoyable for the fan. And, and they appreciate that. Well, Danny, Thank thanks you. for coming. It was so much fun. Thank Hope you. you have a good day, Motorsports Day. Appreciate it. Whoop, thanks whoop, for having whoop. me. Thanks. Next, we're talking to Eric Jones. In 2015, Eric became the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion the youngest series champion at 19 years, five months and 21 days and 37 seconds. <laughs> in 2017, he won the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Rookie of the Year Award, becoming the first driver to garner the honor in all three NASCAR National Series. You guys are coming in today for Motorsports Day and you are talking, basically you get to meet our whole campus. Is that exciting for you? Is that daunting for you? Is you're just like, mm, that's another PR day like, I have eh, to use? Yeah. No, it's uh, it's neat. I mean, it's cool to see the headquarters. You know, it's uh, I got to come here last year and and see a little bit of it for the first time. So to come back, see some more stuff and see some more employees. Now everybody's you know really fully moved into here more so this year. So it's neat to see. It's a long day, but you know it's cool to see and uh, and get to hang out with some of the people. You know, we really don't get to see a lot throughout the year. That's true. You just get to see basically tracks. You go track to track to track to track. Yeah, we see a couple of people from Toyota, but most of the time we're running pretty fast. It's uh, you know 38 races and 40 weekends, so it makes sure you fly right by. What do you do for the other 12 weekends when it's you're not in season and you're just like ah, I'm going, I'm I'm gone, I'm off? Are you thinking about racing when those 12 weeks? <laughs> I try to just take it off, but so we get 12 weeks off, but. Two and a half of them turn into media. So we get... That's true. Nine and a half weeks off. So. People like us asking questions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, it gets used up pretty quick. But I spent some time back home in Michigan where I grew up and uh, just seeing old friends, family, spend the holidays there, New Year's there. Where in the mitten are you from? Uh, Flint. Nice. All right. Technically Byron, but that's a, it's a really small town. Beautiful for like two months in the summer. It's great. Gorgeous. <laughs> great. I, Gorgeous. So I, I love I love the winter. I love the oh, snow okay. and I love the cold. So it's uh I, I like it up there. Where do you live now? Uh Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey. <laughs> I moved here from there. I love it's Charlotte. Nice. It's too busy though. Uh-oh. It's Uh-oh. way too busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just gonna sit Welcome back. to well, Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's way too busy. All right. So most importantly, we've heard great things about you. So I'm gonna try to get this right. So you won rookie of the year in each series in three consecutive years. Yes. Yeah, you got that right. Yeah. All right. I was like, that's a lot of words for one thing. So like, that's tell amazing. Us. That's yeah. never been done before. Uh, yeah, we were the, uh, the first one. I don't, I don't think there's been another one yet. So that's, that's been, that was pretty cool. I mean, that was something nobody had done before. You know, nobody's won a championship in all three series either. So it was cool to be the first guy to do that. And, um, you know, definitely something that you hang your hat on. So was it really hard for you to go from the truck series to Xfinity to NASCAR within one year of each other without like getting that much experience to move on? Well, you know, it wasn't technically uh, one year. So I, I, 
it was it was full time year by year. But I ran some truck races in 2013. Uh, I ran five races. 2014, I ran 10 races in trucks, something like that. Okay. Uh, and some part-time Xfinity. Okay. Same thing with 15. Nice. I ran full-time truck, part-time okay. Xfinity. So it was, it was uh, you know, three years full-time to each one. Okay. But it was some more races in there in between. So you dabble in, in the next car while you're in the yeah. other one. Okay. Yeah. And is it difficult to switch from, from one to the other? Like, is it hard to go from truck to Xfinity? Well, it's, uh, you know, it's adjustment for each one. I mean, when I first got in a truck, I thought... Uh, my first race I, was, race, I was like, man, this is really hard yeah. and uh, harder than what, I, what I've ever done. And and then you, you figure it out and we won. And then, you know, Xfinity, it was the same thing. It's another step up the ladder and you have to figure it back out. And Cup's definitely been a whole nother level. I mean, it's uh, it's it's much more difficult than Trucker Xfinity in a lot of ways. But uh, it, it's, it's much harder to win races, uh, you know, continuously in the Cup Series and, mm-hmm. and be competitive each week. So it's a, it's a whole new level. It also seems like it's very dramatic. I mean, there's like, you know. Well, it can be, right? Yeah. I mean, depends who you talk to, I guess. Are you dramatic? No, I think so. No, I take everything at face value. All right, perfect. Well, I feel like one question is, you know, you guys are all on, you know, you're part of the Toyota racing team. But then, is it this Sunday, you're going to be like against each other. Do you do this often where you do the media days all together, and then like the fall, a couple of days later, you're you know literally right behind friends. him trying to run him off the road. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a tough balance. I mean, it's the only sport where you you know you're competing against your teammates, right? Um, and for us, it's even deeper than that because not only are we Toyota teammates, but we're teammates at Joe Gibbs Racing right, too. Right, exactly. So, uh, along with Martin at uh, Furniture Row, he's another Toyota driver mm-hmm. that we're pretty heavily aligned with. So. It's a balance, you know. You have to uh, you have to be a good teammate through some of the race, but at the end of the day, you've <laughs> got to do. You? It. you do well. I mean, okay. you don't have to be, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm a good teammate. Okay, so good. when it's time to go, though, you got to do what you got to do. That's true. That's so what makes racing exciting. When it comes to picking a team, I mean, so I mean, I don't know if you get to pick a team or if they pick you. We I really. Wish. So, I got a great team. I got really lucky, but uh, how'd yeah. you get on your team then? Yeah. Oh boy, so. <laughs> I've been racing since I was seven. How do people let people drive before they're allowed? I was allowed? Like a, you know, a cup car. Okay, was, was it a, a tractor? Okay. Yeah, but, but like, <laughs> yeah. but at some point you were before, before oh, yeah. 16, you were like, let's get in a car. Exactly. I was, I was 12, yeah. In like an abandoned Walmart parking lot? <laughs> no, I was racing like oh. grown men. Yeah, like these guys were, I mean, this was, so that was the big switch for me. I mean, you know, co-karts, you're racing kids. I mean, mm-hmm. same age. Well, when you get into a, you know, street stock, full-size car, um, I mean, these guys are 30, 40 years old and, and some of them are, you know, skipping meals so they can show up at the track and race. And, mm-hmm. and when you're taking that away from them and beating them, it, it doesn't go very well. So I got punched when I was like 14. <gasps> oh, yeah. How old rough. was the other guy? I don't know, probably 45. This seems like a good time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of, you know, Kelsey's in. She's I mean, in I've been all it. in for a while, yeah. so it's fine. So, but yeah, anyways, I was racing in that stuff. And um, when I was 16, I ended up racing down in Pensacola, Florida, actually racing against Kyle in, uh, in a late model race, you know, not a NASCAR race. Mm-hmm. And um, we beat Kyle that day. Take and, that, Kyle. Yeah, he <laughs> gave me an opportunity in his trucks. And we ended up winning there. And, and uh, with Kyle being at JGR, he kind of got me in oh, pretty okay. good with Toyota so and wait, then with you JGR. Beat so. him and then he was like, you should come on my team. That's did, leadership, yeah. real, right there. recognize, real. <laughs> well, I mean, Kyle wants, uh, you know, he wants to beat the best. I yeah. mean, so if he figures that I had an opportunity to be really good in the Cup Series one day, then you know he wanted to be able to 
race me and he wants and, you on his team and not against you not, basically yeah. Yeah. yeah so and then uh you know he gives Kyle gives back to the sport quite a bit so he's, he's on he's cool. always on that so so then they ask you to be part of the team and obviously Toyota has a relationship with with the racing team so i mean if you had the opportunity to consider you know i mean multiple offers to be on different teams would you is Toyota like a competitive advantage that you would how you would make your selection or like the you know the the model of the car does that make a difference well, it's tough to know. Uh, okay. You know, I've been, I've been uh, in my whole career, I've been with Toyota and NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. So Woo! yeah, it's been, uh, it'll be uh, 13 to five years um, from trucks on up. So, you know, I don't know. I think Toyota for sure puts the most development, the most energy into it. Mm-hmm. You don't really see um, other manufacturers dabbling into driver development like Toyota mm-hmm. does. Right. Um, I was kind of on the very early side of their driver development stuff, very, very early and was kind of thrust into it a little different. A lot of a lot of drivers are with Toyota from actually a younger age than I was uh, and kind of run through K&N and, and their dirt stuff and everything else. So I showed up late. I didn't really think I was going to have an opportunity to race NASCAR. You're um, the old guy at 15. I was, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, so it was just different. Uh, I would say that the way guys get opportunities now is, is very, very different than how I got mine. Nice. But every story is different, right? Everybody's yeah, is. story is it different, is, yeah. which makes it interesting. Makes it fun. <laughs> Absolutely. It's different in NASCAR. It's, uh, there's no draft. There's no combine. There's mm-hmm. no scouts. It's uh, kind of, you know, wide open for you to get there. It's people you know. Relationships, probably. And, well, and, yeah. and how you race, right? Yes. Except I didn't it's know anybody. <laughs> I wasn't from a racing family. We didn't really know anyone right. in, in racing and didn't really know what we were necessarily doing most of the time. So it was uh, just kind of a learning what we could and, you know, hoping for the best. Awesome. Next, we're chatting with Haley Deegan, one of Toyota's youngest drivers and the first female NASCAR K&N Pro Series winner. And again, she's only 17 years old. So we have Haley Deegan here as part of the NASCAR K&N Series. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. First question, can we talk about this? I follow you on Instagram and it's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. I love all your stories. Uh I love your pictures, your dogs. Like, it's awesome. I try to keep it real. I hate those people and they're like, everything on Instagram is like perfect. Like every picture is perfectly edited. Every picture is like, video is like, Perfectly synchronized, the perfect music. I just like keeping it real. So yeah. you're saying that you don't have an in-house photo editor that follows you around no, all the time? Uh-uh. You don't have a million <laughs> apps that you can… Not really. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Awesome. I believe in that too. I, I mean, I will take like 10 pictures and find the best one each, but, uh, but like I want like crazy make I sure mean, that's just standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, gotta yeah. get that's the right standard. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But the Instagram stories seem to be just your real life, right? Things yeah. that you're doing. I like having fun on Instagram stories. So I feel like it's stuff where it's like you can really be raw and just like who you are and be funny with it and you get the best engagement being funny and stuff. So yeah. I just, I just like act like myself, whatever. Uh, post funny stuff of what's going on around me. That's awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. You were the first female to win in your series, correct? Yeah, I was. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and I'm sure every media outlet's like, what does that feel like? Uh, <laughs> right? It's a consistent thing of the same question. Like, <laughs> What's the most annoying question that you get from reporters? So that we don't ask you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Listen up, reporters. <laughs> There's the, what's it like being a girl in racing? Just a very, yeah. very right. broad, very generic. And it's just like the same. Because they're not asking guys answer. what it's uh-uh. like to be a guy in what's racing. What's it like to be a girl in racing? Right. Like, pretty so, much exactly the same, except they use the woman's restroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Amazing. Oh, yeah. But I will say, just from a general perspective, what's it feel like to be 
like while you're racing? Like, what are you? Because I mean, this is just me. I'm not. A, I think that I'm a race car driver sometimes on the Dallas North Tollway. But yes. like sometimes I get from point A to point B and don't even realize that I was doing it. Uh-huh. You know. So are there any moments like that for you, or do you have to be fully on all the time? And what does it feel like, like adrenaline wise? So I feel like when you're racing. Uh, in the beginning, you're super like up on the wheel, mm-hmm. uh, like getting after it, very in tune with everything. And then there gets like, if you're by yourself or like at least have a little room, you get in like a rhythm of doing the same thing, okay. running within like the same hundredth, tenth, uh, just trying to like bust off quick lap times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And consistent ones. It's always mm-hmm. about being consistent. And I think that's something, sometimes like you'll fall, like not fall asleep literally, <laughs> but like yeah. get in like a zone where it's just like, zoom, yeah, zoom, yeah, like over and over and you hear the same noise over and over and kind of like, stays in tune. And do you, you don't ever, have to think about it. Do you ever do, you know when you're driving and you like go for a while and then you're like, wait, did I just turned and I don't remember turning or thinking about the turn. Does that ever happen when you're driving during I mean, a race? You're like, wait, what just happened? Was I, I near mean, someone? You're kind of always turning. So. Yeah, <laughs> Very true. Not in that sense, I'd say. It's more just like the sense of repetition. You're mm-hmm. super, super, I feel like I get like tense. Yeah. Almost feeling. Because you have to mm-hmm. be like so precise with everything. I don't know. It's just my feeling. Maybe someone else will tell yeah. you different. <laughs> well, I guess from the start, like from the jump, you know, you like you said, you're like on top of the wheel. So you're feeling like you're just starting a race. You're feeling mm-hmm. kind of nervous. And then once you get into a rhythm of it, do you, does that feeling come back once you get towards the end? You realize you only yeah. have so much time left. Oh, uh-huh, when your star says about 20, 30 laps to go, that's when you get yeah. back up on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like other sports when you're like down to two minutes left in the game. It's like, oh, we better win now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Start moving people. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So I guess one question I have is like, what are your what are your thoughts for the future? I mean, it seems like in the in this series, like there's a kind of a, a gradual development, right? Like you go from one vehicle, one race, one series to the next. So, I mean, is it your ultimate goal to be in like a cup series? Yeah, definitely for sure. I think you ask any of these kids racing the Canyon series, that's what they ultimately want. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the next step from here would be going to race trucks. Yeah. Which I'm not old enough to race trucks this year. So. Oh, that's good to know. How yeah. old do you have to be to race trucks? 18 full time. Oh, okay. But so you're 17 now. I, yeah. I just turned 17. Yeah, nice. so you got a year. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I have another year of racing. I'll probably race the Canyon series mm-hmm. again, whether it's East, West, I don't know, uh, do Combo, both. Depending on funding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> funding would be racing every race. You're like, hello, Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Under Armour, step up your game. Uh, it's all, it all depends on how much funding you get. Um, but I feel like the more more races I do, the more experience I get. And right yeah. now, experience is what I lack because yeah. this was my full, first full year in stock cars. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is racing stock cars ever since I started racing. I, I came from off-road racing. Right. Oh, but, okay. I mean, I get that. But your dad was in racing, right? So, I mean, really, you've been racing since you were born. I, I was racing, <laughs> yeah. So, I first started racing when I was eight years old. Yeah. And I've been driving ever since I was really little. But all these guys usually have been racing stock cars in some sense, whether it's legend cars, late models, super late models, ever since they were starting back at the age I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so how is like your parents, do you start like mm, eight? Yeah, she's good. We'll put her in. I know. begged my parents. Really? I was the one that was like, come on, please. I was, I was seven at the time. And my dad, he made the transition from freestyle motocross to... Uh, off-road truck racing Mm -hmm. and they had these little smaller carts there. They're kind of like the size of legend cars in a sense, the stock cars. And I was 
just like, Dad, you gotta get me one, please. And like, I begged and for my eighth birthday, they got me one. <laughs> I'm like, did you start on a lawnmower? Because I'm pretty sure that's how I started driving. I had like a little quad. I had dirt <laughs> yeah. bikes. I had nice. Polaris Razor. Oh, I was going to say like the Fisher Price, you know, whatever vehicle it was. Uh, that you that was like, like yeah. when I was two. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it all started. Yeah, though. Uh, on the little. Um, well, so did you race um, like motocross? So I know how to ride a dirt bike. Okay. I grew up riding a dirt bike, but yeah. I never really raced. Okay. Um, I came from off-road truck racing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nice. That's Very, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she talked about the future and what that looks like. You got another year. But where do you want your career when you look like five years, 10 years down the road? What does that look like? I mean, right now we're going year by year. I feel like I don't want to move too quick. Mm-hmm. I feel like the only thing that could really hinder my career is just moving too quick and not performing at mm-hmm. the way I want to. Yeah. Uh, the more experience I get, the better I do. So even this season, like you saw, it took us about a quarter, halfway through the season before we really got the ball rolling, started really being a contender for the lead. Mm-hmm. And so once I got that experience, we started doing really good. So I think it's just going to take a little time and I don't want to move too quick to where yeah. I don't have the experience and don't perform. So how does Toyota help you do that? Yeah, they really have given me like a, they've given me the opportunity to take my time and actually do what I want to do. Not saying like, they're not like, oh, we're going to go throw you in trucks at Martinsville this weekend. I'm like, I'm not ready for yeah. that yet. Like, I just started. Like, this is my first year racing mm-hmm. full-time in stock cars. So, uh, I think just taking our time, performing at every level that we're at before we move up is going to be cru- uh, crucial. That's awesome. And typically, just for people that don't know, how long or what's the time frame for somebody to stay in each? I'm sure everyone's different. But like, in a perfect world, if you could have X amount of time in, in each series, how long would you spend learning and getting experience. Yeah. In a perfect world of my career, I would like to run full-time Canaan East and West mm-hmm. next year with partial ARCA. Mm-hmm. And then the year after, I don't know whether that's one truck race next year at the end of the year or what it is. Yeah. But And then the year after, I would love to do like full-time trucks mm-hmm. and then maybe some still some ARCA, mm-hmm. uh, Canaan, whether it's that. And then probably another year of, I'd say at least two years of trucks. Okay. Yeah. So like two years of really getting experience behind the wheel in each yeah. of those. Yeah. Now, have you driven like a like a cup car, like a NASCAR? I haven't driven anything above a Canaan car. Okay. I've driven an ARCA car. Like even just for fun. I mean, I don't know. Fun's like expensive in for- racing. <laughs> what is, let you drive what's the fun? difference between a Canaan car and an ARCA car? So the K&N cars and ARCA cars, they're actually pretty similar. Okay. Except the ARCA cars go on bigger tracks. Like pretty much everything's the same, but it's fuel injected. The K&N cars are carbureted still. Mm. Got it. And I think the ARCA cars have about like only 100 more horsepower, but they have mm. a little more weight. Okay. Ratio to it. So I drove an ARCA car and it feels exactly like my K&N car. Mm-hmm. But you get to go in the ARCA series to Daytona, Talladega, yeah. all those places. So Like epic. Like yeah, epic iconic. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, where you want to make it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> So what do you drive? My everyday car? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have a Tacoma. Nice. <laughs> it's the TRD Pro <laughs> Tacoma. It has our… Uh, my dad, he has a tire line through Mickey Thompson. Oh, okay, like, cool. They're called Deegan 38 tires. Nice. Mm-hmm. And they're like these big off-road tires. And I have those uh, on my hey. truck too. Yeah. <laughs> so is that… Would that have, is that your first car? Yeah, it is. Nice. Oh, what that. color is it? It's like the cement gray color. <gasps> it's my Dying. favorite. Like if I could change my race car color, it'd be to that color. <laughs> I love that. And I've yeah. been trying to get my husband into a cement gray, uh-huh. anything. Is that I the TRD it. only? It was, but now they've changed it. So it's Calvary. It's voodoo blue now. Last year, I think it was Calvary blue. I actually oh. think the cement gray might be two years ago. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, TRD color. Yeah. We'll change that in post if yeah. I'm not correct. <laughs> That's awesome. I know we don't have you for a long time. So I have to ask this before you leave. 
are those your natural lashes? Because they are out of control. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm just like, Instagram stories, everything. We're not Uh going to include this, but I was just wondering. Personally, Uh I'm like, your eyelashes (laughs) are so long. They're they're not real. (laughs) Um, I have one more question. So I'm sure everybody asks this and maybe this is the most annoying question you get. I don't know. But like, how do you balance what you do with being, I mean, 17? Yeah. When I was 17, we're not going to go there. Uh, Yeah. yeah, So, (laughs) I graduated high school at 16. Oh, wow. So okay, I don't have awesome. to worry about the school part and I was homeschooled. Uh-huh. So either way, I didn't really go to the classroom. didn't really have friends at school. I don't really have any friends that don't race. Mm. So like all my friends will be here today at the Toyota event. Oh, perfect. And they all, whether it's racing trucks or cocaine and my teammates, mm-hmm. uh, just anyone in the racing world is usually my friends. And yeah. like my, my like go-to best friend, he... All of them are guys because there's no other girls. <laughs> That's really. all right. So, That's all right. I grew up racing with all guys. So I'm always like friends with all the guys. I'm like, I'd say an eligible tomboy, but like I will still wear makeup <laughs> and yeah. curl my hair. Right. But like I like off-roading. I yeah. like going and hanging out in the dirt. I like watching races. Like I'd rather be at the racetrack than at the mall type mm-hmm. thing. You like what you like. Yeah, exactly. So. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're if you're passionate about what you do, then it's not hard to be there. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not hard to be… I feel like a lot of people would feel like, oh, I have to go do this. I'm gone all the time. But if you love what you're yeah, doing, exactly. then it doesn't feel I love that it. way. And in the end, I wouldn't do what I do if I didn't love it. Exactly. So. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's right. it. That's all, that's all we need for you. Thank you, Thank Bailey. You so that was much. wonderful. Thanks for having me. <laughs> all right. See ya. Next up, we have Kyle Rowdy Bush. In 2005, Kyle became the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Rookie of the Year. In 2009, he was the NASCAR Xfinity Series Champion. And in 2015, he came home with the big cup as the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion. Kyle's also the team owner of Kyle Busch Motorsports, fitting name, and NASCAR Camping World Truck Series team that fields the Toyota Tundra. Welcome to the circus, Kyle. Hello. Thank you, ladies. How's it going? Good. good. All right. Good. Right from the jump, Kelsey has like a personal vendetta against you. Fantastic. <laughs> Do I? I'm no. used to those. Come normally, on, talk about the fruit bowl. Normally, oh it's other God. drivers. <laughs> talk about the fruit bowl, girl. Okay, so last year on Motorsports Day, um, so I'm in executive communications, so I support our executive speeches. And last year during the driver lunch with the teams and the executives, uh, buffet was set out before lunch. Yep. And no one had eaten yet. And Kyle walks up to the fruit bowl. Before anybody sit down, yep. sticks his hand in there and steals fruit out of the fruit bowl. I noticed you from across the room. And I was like, did anybody just see him do that? And actually, I came up to you afterwards and I was like, I saw you do that. And you were like, I'm not even sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, all She's right. still talking about it yeah, a year like, later. To this day, I remember. But I, What I happened? Like, you just that was said it. You were just like, not even not sorry. About it? No, like, <laughs> did anybody get sick? Did anybody keel over? Did anybody die? Like, it's I mean, all good. We're I done. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But whatever. <laughs> don't make it dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very Kelsey thing. You That's know? funny. She's no, like, that, that I, did happen. She's right. I do, rem- I do remember it. <laughs> and... Um, I do remember getting ridiculed afterwards. Yeah. And uh, you're welcome. Nothing yeah. happened. <laughs> All right. So I guess we should talk about racing. So we can. We can. I, I have mean, to ask that first. Though. Yeah. I mean, we have there's to get other, that out there's of the other way. things, but sure. Before yeah. we can move on, mm-hmm. before Kelsey can personally move on. Are we yeah. good now? Like, I, are I we mean, over it yet? Yeah, I guess. Like, today I almost sneezed in the spaghetti <laughs> sauce. So, like, I held that in for you today. <laughs> I wasn't even invited to lunch this year. He knew. He knew. Yeah, All fine. Right. All Let's right. talk about racing. All okay. Right. You're in the hunt. We are still. Yeah, it's been good. It's been uh, a fantastic season. I mean, there's nothing to be 
ashamed of in our year that we've had. We've yeah. been fast. We've been up front. We've been good. So we just need to uh, make sure we close it out the way that we've been performing all season long. And that's here in the next couple of weeks to uh, get ourselves a chance to go to Miami to race for a championship. How does Toyota help with that? Toyota's a huge part of that. Um, I mean, with all the resources and things that TRD helps us with, whether it's Costa Mesa and all the guys and girls out there that do all the engine stuff and building more horsepower and more reliability and the things that they've done over the course of the last 10 years for the cup engines on the cup side, but especially the last three or four, we've really picked up and we've really gone gone to being the number one or number two engine per- people on the racetrack every single weekend. And then also to Salisbury, uh, the men and women out there that work in Salisbury that do all of the car dynamics, vehicle dynamics, setups, aerodynamics, and things like that, that help us continue to build our cars and make our cars faster, lighter, stronger, and to make sure that we're going out there and getting the most performance out of them. How involved in that are you personally? I think the drivers are involved in it uh, a lot because every single week we have our team meetings. So we're always going to the shop. We're always talking about how our cars are driving. See, us race car drivers, let me get this out there. Us race car drivers are paid complainers. I, oh my God. This oh is Kelsey's God. dream. Yes. <laughs> this is Kelsey's dream. I just can't drive a car. It's I fine. know. <laughs> well, you just need to become a race car driver and you can get paid for it. There's so. no job, no corporate There's no complainer. No, yeah. No, no. yeah. No. So when we go into our team meetings, all we do is complain about the things that our cars wouldn't do. And right. so the engineers can figure out how to make them do those things better um, and and not be uh, behind the eight ball, if you will. So, you know, it's just been um, a huge working experience, though, being with the people at Toyota, TRD, um, Andy Graves, David Wilson, all those guys that uh, that really help and, and make everything go for us better. Awesome. You're number one? Yes. So We're far, yeah. Right yeah. now. Not right now, yeah. All yes, right, perfect. Martin's number two. Uh, Martin's number three. Three? Oh, yeah. I just yeah. made a Google we and just, I don't know. Mm, mm, mm. Google, <laughs> Mar- you're slipping. Martin and Harvick are tied in oh. points, but because Harvick has more wins, he's theoretically, air quotes, uh, higher. Okay. Yeah, talk- we, were, we were actually wondering about the point situation because, I mean, there's no, there should be no surprise here. We're not NASCAR uh, experts. What? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we were looking at the points versus the standings and we didn't know how they correlated with one another because you and Martin were only, according to Google, uh, like 24 points away from each other. Mm-hmm. So, but you had three more wins than he did. That's right. So how does that technically work? The point situation. Because each, after every round of the playoffs, they get reset based off of the playoff points you've accumulated through the year, which are stage wins and race wins. So you get bonus points throughout the year. So it's it's all complicated. Yeah, it yeah. sounds complicated. It is. Right. It's very complicated to explain. It, it but, would take a mathematician and a genius ooh, yeah. and a scientist and a chemist, everything to figure all of that out here in one room. And with that, I don't think we have time for, we're no, for we're today. We're none of those. So, <laughs> But the fan, I mean, the true fans, they know. They know. They, they know. know. Yeah. yeah. Just Google it, obviously. That yeah. just shows where we're at. <laughs> These girls are close. <laughs> okay. So one thing we um, talked to, was it Eric Jones earlier? Eric Jones, and yeah. And he is part of your truck team. Yes? Was. Was. No, yeah, because now he's in He's in the cup. Oh, I thought, he, in, I thought yeah. he could do both. No, he remember he was one all three. Well, he's yeah, three I know, series, but I thought you could do both cup. at the same time. No? You can, yeah. Okay, all right. But he basically said that you were instrumental in helping him get to where he is today. But wait, one important thing. He okay. says you guys raced and he beat you. Ah, he did that happens. That. And so we were we were surprised. So we were like, I mean, usually when you get beat by somebody, not you, the general you, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, bitter at that person. But instead you brought him on your team. You brought him to Joe Gibbs. Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty well. I brought him to Kyle Busch Motorsports first. Yeah. So Eric and I raced against each other in what's called super late models. They're more of a regional or local type of division, more grassroots racing. Mm -hmm. And I raced against him in January of that year and I beat him in that one. He passed me like his hair was on fire (laughs) and he blew up about three laps later. And then I ended up winning that race. But then fast forward 11 months later, we raced against Mm -hmm. each other in December of that year. And he passed me and about 10 laps to go or whatever it was for one of the biggest late model races of the year and yeah. beat me. And he was only 15 years old. Yeah. yeah. So that's where the story becomes pretty cool, which is as soon as the race was over, I called the Toyota guys and I was like, look, there's a kid down here. He just beat me. This is the second time he's passed me <laughs> and I'm tired of it, but he's really, really good. I think we can take an eye on this guy and we can probably help him out, bring him up. And, um, you know, he could be one of those uh, future development stars that we continue to talk about and work for and work with um, through Kyle Busch Motorsports with the Truck Series. So we we have talked about Motorsports Day and, you know, you guys have to do this panel talking series for all our employees Mm -hmm. and we appreciate it and we love it. Sure. But I think one of the themes that we heard during that, that, you know, talking panel was that you do that. This isn't a one-time occurrence with Eric Jones. I mean, Mm -hmm. you do this, you look out for talent and you help people along the way. Is that that kind of thing? Like, did anyone pay it forward for you personally? And then, you know, is it, are you like, Hey, I don't do this for everyone. (laughs) Like you only do it for certain people or, or that vibe that you get when you meet someone and, and, you know, you just help certain people out or what's your, what's it it take to get the keys that they were talking about? (laughs) Well, it's, (laughs) it's basically, you kind of, you have to feel it. Um, you have to believe in it. You have to see it on who those people are that you're going to help. Um, there's a lot of drivers out there that come up through the ranks that think they have it, but in all reality, you bring them on and they're not so good. And you're kind of like, okay, these guys got to go away because there's somebody else <laughs> that that's sucks. better. And it yeah. sucks. It does. Yeah. But hey, that's that's facts to be reckoned with, right? Someday right. I'm not going to be that good. And they're going to be like, hey, this guy's kind of <laughs> old. He sucks. Like we probably got to get rid of him. <laughs> they're going to use the R word more, retirement. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, Get that broadcast deal. <laughs> I'm working on it. The um, But Eric was a, a special kid to me. And I just kind of, I saw him. I, I noticed him. The crew chief that I was working with at the time had worked uh, in late models for a while and had seen him race at other venues as well mm-hmm. too and seen how good he was. And so it just kind of happened. And we were able to get him in some truck races. He won in like his fourth or fifth truck start. So we're like, okay, this isn't a fluke. And then he was full-time in the truck series. I think the year after he went out and won five races, won the championship. So then he moves on to the Xfinity series and wins five times and finishes second because of a poor restart Mm. at the end of a race where a lap car stayed out on tires in front of him and screwed the whole deal up for him to win the championship in that. If I was him, I'd still be pissed. And now he's in the Cup Series. So yeah, yeah it's been it's been cool to see his transition and what all he's been able to do and accomplish and, and how he hasn't been a fluke. You know, like you see a kid, he does a good job, he wins races and he doesn't fall by the wayside or think he's bigger or better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like he keeps working at it and keeps trying to stay strong and um, and win at the next level. So did you have anyone who did that for you? My brother was about the only one that did it for me. So yeah. Kurt was lucky enough to, when we were growing up, it was, if you win in what you're in and move up to the next level and win in that, then you kind of like keep going. Like there may be somebody that helps you out. Our family money could only take us so far. And it was only like the third level in five levels of local short track racing. So um, Kurt actually started driving for somebody else when he was 16. I actually started driving for somebody else when I was 16. So like family money, we were only 15 years old when we were done racing for our dad. Right. Mm. Um, But yeah, we've had other owners and sponsors and things that have helped us through the years. But Kurt made it first. He got the call to go race for Roush Racing years ago. And then, you know, he made it 
to Cup and was like, hey, if you think I'm good, wait for my younger brother. So then that kind of put eyes on me a little bit. And I was able to do the same things Kurt did, which was every time I got into something, I was able to win and continue to move up the ladder. Oh, wait, he's not Team Toyota, right? Not, no, he's not. He Ooh. was for a year in 2013, but that's that's been it. My question is, what is wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Toyota likes him. They're just not hiring him. <laughs> Oops. Is he not winning enough? Is that what? <laughs> he wins a little bit, but not as much as he used to these days. So maybe that's why. Okay, so I want to talk about fun stuff about, about being in a race. Or maybe, I don't know if it's necessarily fun, but obviously it's a heated environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's so, hot. Dramatic. Yeah. Right. And if you typically, you, you break a sweat. Nah. All right. All right. All, <laughs> yeah. all right. Yeah. 120 degrees, no, maybe. No, no, no. But I mean, by heated, obviously, you know where I was going. So like afterwards, say, you know, worst case scenario, you get bumped. Someone ruins your race. Someone's ruined your day. What's it like when you get out of when you get out of the car when you know after after the end of the race when something like that's happened like what's your first thought? Well, if you win, you're kind of like I hated that guy did that, but I still won, so I'm kind of okay with it. Like uh-huh. the Chicago incident with myself and Kyle Larson. But mm-hmm. when a guy hits you, bumps you, knocks you out of the way, and you spin out or you don't win or whatever, mm-hmm. it's not a good day. Yeah. Do you guys know each other like outside, even if it's not Toyota people? You know, obviously all you Toyota people know each other. Mm -hmm. Um, But other racers, do you know them outside? Do you... Some of them, yes. Many of them, no. No, not a whole lot. I mean, we're a traveling trailer park, (laughs) basically. Uh, We all live in motorhomes that travel every week and we're in the same area, but pretty much all stick to ourselves and don't really talk all that much. Now, that's me. (laughs) I can't speak for the other drivers. There are other drivers that are friends. Like, I know... um, Blaney and Bubba and Larson and Stenthouse, like they're all good buddies. They mm-hmm. always all hang out together and stuff right. like that. But yeah, I don't like any of them. <laughs> well, you also have a family too. It's like you can't be driving all the time and like, you know, socializing all the time. You got a family. Just, exactly. No, he yeah. just said he doesn't like them. So it's that's where it ended. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to help him out, Kelsey. I mean, they don't necessarily call me, but I don't necessarily call them either. So yeah, I mean, this Guys, weekend, call you know. Kyle Bush. That's not- we've got a... <laughs> Kyle wants you to call him. <laughs> I'm good. Trust me. I've got enough friends. Amazing. Love it. <laughs> All right. So the drama, I mean, does it? are you done with the race after the drama happens or does it continue into other races throughout the season? Uh, it'll continue. Yeah. yeah. Myself and... Um, Build year over year. Yeah. Myself and the guy that drives a two-car just pretty much can't stand one another. I yeah. can't stand him mostly. But yeah, I mean, every time we get around each other, we're about running into one another. So that kind of just boils over each and each and each and each and every week. Right. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. No problem. That was fun. Cool. All right. (laughs) Next time we'll do it again. Thanks. All right. Martin Truex Jr. has been around the track a few times, just a few. Back in the 2004 and 2005 seasons, Martin was a two-time NASCAR Xfinity Series champion. In 2016, Martin set a NASCAR record for the most miles led in an event when he paced 588 miles in the Coca-Cola 600 at his hometown track of Charlotte Motor Speedway. Guys, we have Martin Truex Jr. here. I'm very excited. Welcome. So Martin won the Cup Series last year. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Toyota forced you to do a ton of stuff with us. He forced <laughs> me. <laughs> he forced me. I'm just kidding. Uh, he came and he has done a ton of stuff with us because you're the winner. Everybody loves a winner. Yeah. And it's nice just, to be the winner. Right. <laughs> and you're on your way this year, right? Hopefully, yeah. I mean, we're close. We yeah. three more races to go. I think right now we're second or third. So yeah. What's the strategy? Like, what's the thinking? This won't come out until after you're done winning. 
strategy is just win. Done winning. Win three more races, and if we win them all, we'll win the championship. So well, that's the goal right now. Win I think them all. The one thing that the, our listeners and probably the average person doesn't know, like there's so much that goes into strategy of winning a race besides the person driving the car and the car itself. I mean, there's sure. the crew, but also when you're when you're physically driving. We've heard from a lot of people today say during certain races on certain tracks. Like if you know the track well, when it gets to a certain turn, you know to break or to go. You know what I mean? Like, so do you think about that before, or is it literally in the moment you have to come up with something? You definitely think about it before you plan for it. Uh-huh. You know, we kind of. So you know, I've been doing this. Let's see, I've raced in the Cup Series. Or this is my eleventh year. So okay. I mean, been to all the tracks we race on basically, except for the Roval, which we raced on for the first time this year. Was a new That's track, the Charlotte track. Yeah, the the oval that <laughs> insider was turned into lingo. Thanks, Kelsey. I'm sorry. I lived in Charlotte. So. Hey. No, like a lot of people don't know that that's what it is. Yeah. And I like to tell everyone that I lived in Charlotte. So, so I mean, we've been to all the tracks before, right? Yeah. But they are different every time mm-hmm. you go back. So mm-hmm. you you basically, you know, you sit down with your team, you have your game plan, you know, well, this is what we did at this track last time. This is our history of, you know, how we yep. run at this track, performance, what we do, all that. Come up with a game plan for the rules that you have this year, the tires they're bringing. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's very, very technical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, a lot of decisions get made on how to set up the car, how to, how I like it to feel, all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then we go to the track and I go out there and just go as fast as I can go. Yeah. You how know, do you like your car to feel? A little bit loose in the back. Okay. So the kind of the rear end sliding more than the front. Okay. And some guys are the opposite. Yeah. You know, some guys like to feel like more comfortable and be able to turn the wheel more. And so it that's kind of like... That's not very technical sounding, <laughs> right? I mean, we would have no idea if you didn't yeah. say that. That sounded amazing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but like you know, I mean, it gets it gets. There's a wide spectrum in there uh-huh. of, of how you can ha- kind of make your car drive, and so guys like it different. Yeah. Okay. So, have wait. you ever done like virtual reality? Uh, they so we have Toyota has a simulator, and you can get in <laughs> and drive. You know, you drive whatever track we want. We use it for testing and things, but. So there's a little bit of that going on. Do you feel like that helps? Reality. I mean, do you feel like it helps or is it really more just helps. getting in the car? It helps new guys uh-huh. learn tracks. Yeah. Um, if there's a new track, it could help you learn something. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Me, I've been doing it long enough. If I, if I hadn't figured it out by now, I probably should find something else to do. So, <laughs> When did you start and how did you start? Start racing in general. Yeah. Uh, I started in go-karts. I was 11. Everybody okay. starts in go-karts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, you know, go-karts, quarter midgets, whatever. Ooh, you kids. were a little old at 11 to start in go-karts. <laughs> no, was we had seriously people today saying they were at hair already. No. <laughs> people are starting at like six, Five, eight. Yeah. Four. Like, and go-karts, yeah. And every single person yeah. today has said that they were driving cars before they had a license, so. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean... Wait, did you do it legally? Did you take your parents' car? Because we heard about people who took yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I feel like you can't be a driver unless you were a hellion as a kid. Like, you know, it seems well, like a... see, I was, but I wasn't. Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of really... I was really good. I Are never you got firstborn? Firstborn? No. no. Second. Okay. Uh, all right. Middle child. Firstborns, I feel Ooh, like are... the wild ones ooh, are in the middle. Yeah, yeah but yeah, my yeah. brother's 12 years younger, so it doesn't count. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. All right. So did you, but when you started, you were with a different racing, you weren't with Toyota, right? When you first started? No, when I started, I was with, you know, whoever would pay for my go-kart, <laughs> which was oh, my dad. No. I meant, <laughs> I meant, thanks, dad. Dad, I want to go race. Get me a go-kart. And a I year meant, later, a year later, I finally had him talked into it. Was right. it like Christmas? Oh Showed yeah, up. it was awesome. Okay. So obviously I meant when you started racing the In cup. the cup series? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was uh, with a different manufacturer until so seven eight nine. 
2010, I started mm-hmm. driving Toyota. So one thing that we've we've asked people because as Toyota, you know, came into motorsports into NASCAR, mm-hmm. it wasn't accepted at first. I mean, we weren't really accepted. Like it took us a while to get into the groove and to get people to, sure. you know, want to race the car. So when was it like a choice for you to join a team that was partnered with Toyota, or and yep. were you hesitant about? being in the Toyota car? So, yeah, it was 2010. Um, I was driving a different manufacturer. Toyota started in the Cup Series, what, 07? Six or seven? Yeah, seven seven or eight. I think it was eight. I think it was eight. Well, let's say seven. Yeah, so they'd been around a few years. And, um, you know, I was was looking around just Mm -hmm. to see what, you know, opportunities were out there for me. Uh, The team that I was talking to was Toyota. And I was that... You know, I thought the the for me it was a good place because the the future looked bright for okay. Toyota for that team, and it was mm-hmm. like, you know, they're starting to start to come into their own. I think they already won their first race that year at Michael Walter Racing, which is where I ended up driving in 2010. So, mm-hmm. uh, I thought for me it was an exciting time to be a part of it, and uh, you know, it was obviously the things were looking up for them, and so it was cool to get uh, to get to be a part of that team. And you stayed. So there's got to be a reason why you stayed. Yeah, so I stayed. And well, actually, the only year since then I've raced, I raced a Chevy one year in 2014 mm-hmm. when I switched teams again. And then yeah. we came, we switched that team back to Toyota the yeah. next year, which I had a small hand in that, I guess. But So you uh, were on I Team was, Toyota. Of course you did. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. I was really excited. So, you know, I think for me, it was real eye-opener, probably like the second, probably the f- midway through the first year or the second year into the Toyota program just to see the level of commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd worked with other manufacturers and it's always like, all right, well, here's the deal. Uh, this is how we do things. Mm. Uh, this is what you're going to get from yeah. us. You fit into this and, or bye. you know, you're, you're, you know, you're very privileged that you get to oh, use our car. Some ego. Um, and so here you go, go race. With Toyota, it's complete opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, everybody is on the same team. We're, we're not just letting you use our car. We're helping you build it. Mm-hmm. We want to win as bad as you do. Yeah. It's that mentality mm-hmm. that has, that is, is different and that has helped us be successful in this sport. Awesome. Okay. So one thing that I've noticed, I was here last year when you came with the trophy and everything, which is massive, by the way. So being in victory lane, obviously it's going to be one of the coolest experiences you've ever had. How heavy is that trophy? Wait, and and let's not let's not forget you've been sweating for like the past two and a half hours because it's so hot. Like four hours. Yeah, <laughs> four hours. <laughs> but like, I am so curious. Well, I, there's Do you just one... get out and you're like, ah, oh, I can't, gotta get it yeah, out. And it's like fifty eight pounds. I want to say there's one in the executive office upstairs, and I always want to go pick it up. Is it the I'm mini? I'll drop Is it the it. mini version or the big one? I mean, it looks like it's as tall as me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's fifty eight. It's not pounds. that tall. Fifty eight or sixty eight. I mean, it's pretty heavy. 58 pounds. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, we did the math. You could fit like 36 beers in it or something. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't we, do the math. That was probably like a real experiment. Like, <laughs> that's perfect. Okay. What so, type of beer? What type? I, whatever we had at the time. I can't remember. Natty Light, <laughs> some Budweiser, whatever. Just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> okay. So um, as you're entering your last lap, did you know that you were going to win? I had a pretty good feeling once the last lap came because I had yeah. a pretty good sized lead and mm-hmm. I'd maintained it for, you know, f- probably four or five laps. Yeah. And I kind of maintained right there. Kyle, actually, Kyle was behind me, Kyle mm-hmm. Bush. And, um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, you know, he's a really good driver. So yeah. it's like, but I felt good. Yeah. I, I felt like the last lap that I had it. 
And what was that? What was that like? I mean, you're were you like, okay, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna uh, am I gonna get out immediately? Do I have to do seventeen donuts, or are you just? Uh, oh, like, I wasn't thinking that far ahead. <laughs> no. I, I was just like, yeah, but just get back around. <laughs> and then you know, I I really I I honestly I did better keeping it together and better of not looking ahead or mm-hmm. or worrying about something weird happened or mm-hmm. anything. Like I just kind of was like, all right, it is what it is. It's, uh, I just got to finish this lap. Mm-hmm. And then when, the, but when I seen the checker flag, mm-hmm. like when I seen it yeah. and I was just about to it, I don't know. I just like lost my Blacked freaking out. mind. Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. How many donuts did you do? I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I went literally, I, I did. So there was a bunch of paint on the front stretch there. And mm-hmm. if you ever watched the burnout, it, there's like blue smoke coming mm-hmm. out from the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. From the paint on, right. the, on the track. Oh, I actually didn't know that. I mm. started choking. I had to stop. <laughs> like I literally, <laughs> I had so much smoke in the car. I, I had to stop because like I, I got a mouth full of it, like a lungs full. And it, okay. it was really bad. Seems safe. So basically you just donut until you choke on that. Choke the, on your smoke. The blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, get out as I had to get out as fast as I could to try to get some air. You heard it here okay. first. Good. <laughs> if you choke ever win the Cup Series, you just go till you choke on your smoke. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I think one last thing is I think it's been said a lot that the way that you race is, I'm I'm sure something that you pride yourself on because you don't you've had opportunities to bump people and kind of do the like underhanded things that other drivers do. What's your thought behind that? Because I mean, it takes. You could definitely do the same things that they do. So why sure. why not? Uh, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's the cheap way. It's the easy way. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've worked for everything I've had my whole life. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of the way I was was raised. Yeah. Um, part of it is, you know, growing up in a racing family, building my own cars, working on my own stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't go to the racetrack to tear them up. I, yeah. I had to fix them. Right. So it just, I, I was taught early on, you know, you race clean, you race fair, mm-hmm. you outdrive the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're going to win, you need to beat him straight up fair and square. Right. And that's kind of how I was brought up. It's one of those things where you just can't 25 years, 30 years later, 25 years later of racing, you can't just change and be somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't that's want to. That's my natural instinct is to race that guy as hard as I possibly can without taking him out or doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my way of think, my way of thinking, and and I think it's the right way to do it. Yeah. Now, some people obviously disagree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've, we've talked to a bunch of people today, and everyone, where are you from? Everyone's like, oh, I live in Charlotte. Do you guys just live in like a I five live, mi- he lives mile? He in Denver. Right? I live near Charlotte. Not I in thought Charlotte. you lived okay. in like Denver. Okay, more, but does everybody? I mean, do you like bump into people oh. like from the racing community, no. like in the grocery store? Well, no? I mean, I don't go to the grocery <laughs> store, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at the gas can station or the can liquor store. I can cook, yeah. At the liquor store. <laughs> yeah. We have to have, we have those. No, I know, but you can't buy liquor. ABC. That's where ABC. you find the beer. <laughs> no, to be able no. to beers no? at the gas station. The beers oh. at the gas station. The liquors at the ABC store. Oh, yeah, it's North, state regulated. Yeah. yeah, North Carolina's mm-hmm. a little. This Wait, is it dry? Can you buy no, booze on Sunday at afternoon? After twelve, so it's yeah. like Texas. Yeah, okay. so you can go to the bar. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Where are we you, going with it? <laughs> I was just wondering so, because it's a tight knit community. I mean, you, like, it definitely this oh. topic took a definite turn. This this started as who do you do you run into guys all, all the right. time, you know? But um, not, well, re- not really. Not really. Well, they okay. only have a couple uh, weekends off a year, so they're probably true. just sitting at home. What do you do when you're off time? So you get twelve weeks off or something roughly? Yeah, I love out, I love to hunt and fish. Okay, out, outdoor stuff. All right. Do you stay in Charlotte area? Not really. Okay. No, I go all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. wherever the good hunting is. Yeah. 
I got and good some, fishing. I got some property in Ohio and mm-hmm. got some buddies around. I, you know, on the on the the NASCAR circuit, we have a couple places where we go fish, you know, on the weekend, Saturday after practice, get a couple hours off. So, well, yeah, it stinks because you have to race on Sunday, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, when do you get a day off? Because during the week, you're going to team meetings, you're That's checking right. out the cars. So do you get days off and time off? Not much. <laughs> yeah. 40, 40 weekends, basically 38 races in 40 weeks is what mm-hmm. we do for our season. So it's really crazy. You know, meetings, like you said, during the week, sponsor appearances, this kind of thing. Yeah, so we're we're definitely busy, but uh, you know it's fun, and I always tell everybody it uh, beats having a real job. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> what would you tell the people who are or the you know the kids that are just starting out, the eight year olds, eleven year olds in the go kart races right now? Oh, what I, advice? I, you know, we we get to meet a lot of those yeah. a lot yeah. of kids, family, racing families coming to the track. You know, hey, what do you you know what, what would you tell my kids? Just have fun. You know, mm-hmm. I like I raced and made it to where I'm at because I just loved racing. Mm-hmm. I just loved it, every part about it working on my cars, building them, trying to go faster than everybody else, learning how to drive, just all those things, the competition, the mm-hmm. feeling of winning, all those things. So for kids, I mean, just, you know, if, if it's something you love and you're passionate about and you put in, put in the effort, you can be successful. Like, so I have two kids. I wouldn't know how to even get them started in this. Go like, to find a local track. Yeah, you know, find a Buy place a where they go karts. Go to an empty Walmart Clearly. parking lot. I'm well, my dad go fast, us. turn left. <laughs> yeah, and right. We we turn right a few times a year. Yeah. Just a couple. Yeah, my dad bought us a go kart when I was younger, and we would like race it in like schoolyard parking, you know, yeah. lots and stuff like that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to find like where do you go next. All right, yeah. so local track. Local it. track. I talked to some families there. Hey, how do you get into this? What's going on? Where do I get this? Where do I get that? How much does it cost? If you're really interested. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much.